Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever this podcast, we welcome you to another episode of the Genius Cast. I'm Jameson. I'm the genius getting you set for your drafts, continuing with our divisional series. Today, we move over to the, a- the, um, the NFC, I'm sorry, as we finished up the AFC yesterday with the AFC West. We move on to the NFC and talk about the NFC East today. The Cowboys, Eagles, Giants, and Washington. Who's going to come out of that division as the victor? Does any of those teams have a shot of playing for the big game come February? And what kind of fantasy impact will each of those teams have in terms of all different formats? That and much more on today's podcast. Before we jump into today's podcast, make sure you guys are following us over on Instagram or Twitter. We are at FansportsGenius on Twitter. And our website... Instagram is at fantasyfootball underscore genius underscore, and our website is always www.fantasyfootballgenius.com, where winning isn't everything, it's the genius thing. As we prepare to get ready for drafts, if you have a draft upcoming this upcoming weekend, which I'm guessing a lot of you do if you took my advice of pushing your drafts as late as possible, as close to the season as possible, to make sure we have all the information in front of us. There's been a lot of injuries. There's been a lot of contract issues, a lot of stuff happening in the football world. So I'm hoping that you guys have listened to my, my, my thought and pushed your drafts uh, as close to the season as possible. So if you are drafting this weekend, definitely take a look at our website. and We have our draft kit up available on the site. 1995 will help you get a good start on the season as you look to dominate your leagues on draft night. And as always, we have our mastermind chat. So this year with it being an uncertain type of year, mastermind chat might be something that might be even more interesting this year for a lot of people where it's one-on-one access with yours truly. If you have any questions, fantasy football related, Within 24 hours, I'll get back to you. More than likely, it'll be within an hour or two, and I'm always available up till kickoff on all different slates for the NFL season. If you're part of that Mastermind chat, 100% of your questions get answered within 24 hours. So definitely, if you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter, Instagram. More than happy to answer any questions you might have if those are options that might be best for you this year. And with the uncertainty of, of, uh, of, the, of the season, Definitely take a look at our Mastermind Chat. We helped a lot of people last year win their trophies in their leagues. Looking to do the same thing this year as we continue to take the fantasy football world by storm. Jumping right into today's podcast, as we talked about today, we're talking about the NFC East. Um, I think it's a two-team race. I think it's between the Dallas Cowboys and Philadelphia Eagles. I think both teams have their ups. Both teams have their downs. Both teams have their strength, their weaknesses, and so on and so forth. I give the slight edge to the Dallas Cowboys. I think I just think the Dallas's offense is going to be one of the best offenses in the league that's not named the Kansas City Chiefs. And even with the Chiefs, I think the Cowboys can contend with the Chiefs as one of the better offenses in football. Um, you have Dak Prescott, you have Ezekiel Elliott, you have Amari Cooper, you have Michael Gallup, you have the rookie C.D. Lamb. I think we're going to have a, um, the, uh, the, t- the tight end there in Dallas as well. It can be more, more of an impact in, in 2020. And their defense isn't too bad as well. Um, playing with the lead, I think their defense is going to be able to play a lot better as they play with the lead most weeks with this high-powered offense. And I have the Dallas Cowboys winning the division 10-6. and six. Just be, below them is Philadelphia, also 10-6. and six, But I think Dallas maybe wins both the games or they have a better divisional record, which makes them the, the NFC East winners. Um, I have Dallas and Philly at 10-6, and six, Dallas win division, followed by the Giants at 8-8, eight and eight, and their Washington football team closing up the rear at 3-13, and 13, um, maybe fighting for the possibility of Trevor Lawrence. Yes, they do have Dwayne Haskins, but anytime you have a chance for a player like Trevor Lawrence, I think you have to take a possibility to take a different look, even if you do think that you might have your, 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 your quarterback of the future. Lawrence is something that might be someone special, much like a Patrick Mahomes, much like a Lamar Jackson. 
So I think Washington's going to be right in the mix for the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes in 2021. As we move on to the each team in the division, starting off with the Dallas Cowboys, we talked about that they are loaded on offense. Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, Tony Pollard, Mari Cooper, Micah Gallup, C.D. Lamb, Blake Jarwin. There's plenty of players that I think are fantasy relevant. If I am Ezekiel Elliott owner, I am likely looking at Tony Pollard as a possible handcuff just because I think no matter what happened with his offense, if it's Pollard, if it's Ezekiel Elliott, the starting running back for the Cowboys is going to be one of the elite options in football. Obviously, with Ezekiel Elliott there, he's a top three, top two. What, um, you can have one, two, or three um, as, as the overall player in fantasy. And I think even with Pollard, somewhere what happened to Ezekiel Elliott, I think even with Pollard, Pollard's going to be a top five, top ten running back throughout the season. So I think it's very important. I think Elliott's handcuff is one of the most important ones in fantasy. I'm not a big, huge fan of handcuffing my studs. I think it is something you look at, but it's not a guarantee. What I like to do is I like to take the handcuff of someone else's running back, and that, that way you have a possibility of having two starting running backs. But I think this year, especially this year, with the uncertainty of what, what comes, I think Pollard is a very important handcuff to Ezekiel Elliott. And there's a chance that Pollard does also um, has an impact in the season, even if Elliott is plays the entire 16 games, which hopefully he does. We don't, we don't wish injury on anybody, and obviously we want, we want Elliott to be – I have him as my number three overall selection. Um, you can put him, you can put in Saquon Barley, uh, Christian McCaffrey. Any of those three can, can be looked at as the number one overall pick. So obviously I'm not calling for Elliott not to have a full season or whatnot, but I think even if uh, Pollard is forced to play that backup role, I think there, there is still a – uh, value to ha- to be had, especially where you're being drafted on Pollard. And, and I don't hate the idea of maybe reaching around um, if you are an Elliott owner to try to take Pollard. And, and if you are a non-Elliott owner, I don't hate the idea of trying to steal Pollard and see if you can trade him to Elliott owner for something that you might need throughout the season. If we shift over to the running, uh, the wide receivers in, in, in Dallas, I think Amari Cooper is one of the better wide receivers in football. Don't get me wrong, but I think if I'm picking between Cooper and I'm picking between Gallup, I'm much rather going to have Gallup because I think they're, they're going to be very close in production this year, in my opinion. And where you're being, where, where Gallup's being drafted compared to where Cooper's being drafted, I'm much rather going to have more uh, shares of Gallup because my strategy this season is go running back, running back in the first two rounds, and going with the with the uh, wide receivers in rounds three through six. There's a very good possibility that Cooper might be gone by the time you're picking in the middle or the late of the third round. So I'm going to have much more shares of Michael Gallup. That doesn't mean that Amari Cooper's not a great play. I think he's one of the top ten, obviously, wide receivers in football. But I also think that we're going to see a, a, an impact as this move, season moves along with C.D. Lamb. Um, I think he is the number two wide receiver in this draft class behind Jerry Judy. I think that it's going to be a very fun um, next X amount of years with CeeDee Lamb and Jerry Judy putting on shows on two teams that I think over time will also be very good offenses. We know the Cowboys are a great offense right now, and I think the Broncos are going to be a very good offense moving forward as well. So with CeeDee Lamb, with Jerry Judy, I think the future is bright for two young wide receivers. So I do think CeeDee Lamb does have an impact in 2020. I just think it's going to be a little later as the season moves along. I think a lot of, a lot of these rookie wide receivers, these rookies in general, are going to have a, uh, kind of a little struggle to start the year. There's no preseason. There's a lack of practice so we're going to see these rookies maybe struggle a little bit start the year but there's no 
doubt about it. I think C.D. Lamb is going to be a star in the making in this league, and I think he's going to be in a fine opportunity to have success with Dak Prescott showing the ball. So I have, in terms of value, I have Gallup over Cooper over Lamb. Um, obviously, I think Cooper is the number one option, but again, it's all about value for me, and I like the value that I'm getting out of Gallup. I absolutely love Blake Jarwin to have a breakout year this year. I think there's going to be a few of these uh, value tight ends that we're talking about, the Jonu Smiths, the Blake Jarwins, the Dawson Knox, the Noah Fans. There's a lot of different options. Chris Herndon, a lot of different options at tight end that I think we're going to see a few of these players kind of have that breakout year. And and I can see Blake Jarwin kind of having that opportunity to have a big year as well. And Dak Prescott, I think he's one of the top three, top four, top five quarterbacks in the league. I personally, I, I think I have him at number four behind the big two and Deshaun Watson. But there's no reason to think that you can put uh, Dak Prescott right there at number three over Deshaun Watson. Just preference for me, I have Watson slightly ahead of Dak Prescott in 2020 for um, my quarterback rankings. And if we're talking about best ball, which is very popular nowadays, um, I love the stack of Dak Prescott with two of his wide receivers. I like Dak Prescott, Amari Cooper, and Michael Gallup. I don't hate the idea of going Dak Prescott, Gallup, and, and Lamb and avoiding my, uh, Amari Cooper because I think Mar- Amari is going to be much more of a popular play. So maybe you get more, more out of Gallup and Lamb because you can get them a little later and going running back heavy early. And I don't hate the idea of going one of the wide receivers and maybe Blake Jarwin, or maybe even skipping over the wide receivers and going to Ezekiel Elliott and Blake Jarwin. There's a lot of different opportunities that that you can attack this offense in best ball. And I think on any given week, this team could be the highest scoring team, Um, obviously with the Chiefs, with the Baltimore Ravens. um, There's a lot of of talent out there in, in offenses. And I think this year we may see some pretty big scores, in my opinion, in fantasy football. Next up, we have the... Scroll down here and look at the depth chart of the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm sorry, let's go do the New York Giants. New York Giants are the team that I think is much like the Houston Texans that I talked about earlier. I love the Houston Texans double stack for best ball league just because of where you're going to be drafting them. And there's not really a clear-cut number one wide receiver target for the Giants. So that means, in my opinion, Sterling Shepard, Golden Tate, Darius Slayton, all three of those wide receivers are great values no matter what league you're in, whether it be redraft leagues, whether it be PPR leagues, standard leagues, best ball leagues, whatever the league you're in, I think all three Three players have great value because we truly do not know who the number one option in this offense is at the wide receiver position. I have Shepard over Slayton over Tate in my personal rankings. And I absolutely love going Daniel Jones and two of those three wide receivers. Uh, preferably, I like to go Shepard and Slayton in best ball, but there's no reason to think that Golden Tate can have a, can have a big year as well. And I don't even hate the idea of going both two of those wide receivers and Saquon Barley, Barkley if he can make it work. And I absolutely love Evan Ingram. If he, if he can stay healthy, I think Ingram's in for a big year. The Giants are one of my favorite offenses to target as a value and possibly as a under-the-radar kind of explosion of an offense. I think this offense could put up some big points, and they're going to have to do it with a horrible defense, especially playing in this division. I think they're going to have to play um, from behind quite a bit, and I think Daniel Jones and this passing game in New York is in for a pretty big year, and we all know what Saquon Barkley brings. Saquon Barkley is one of the top three. As we talked about, Elliot, I have no issues if you have Barkley number one, number two, or number three overall. I think those three running backs are Hands down, the top three picks outside of double quarterback or super flex leagues, as everybody knows. I won't go over that. Everybody knows my view on the quarterback position outside of those two, two division, two uh, those two leagues. But I think Barkley, obviously, we know what, he's, what, he, what he brings to the table. Great pass catcher, great runner, just a just a beast on the football field. 
And I think uh, Barkley, after a pretty down year due to injuries and such last year in 2019, I think 2020 is going to be a big year for Barkley and this Giants offense. If I'm ranking the passing game, um, I, I think I'm going Sterling Shepard over Evan Ingram, over Darius Slayton, over Golden Tate, and obviously uh, putting Barkley in there as well. I think Barkley is the obviously the target on offense. But if we're taking away Barkley, I have Shepard over Ingram, over Slayton, over Tate, in my personal opinion on how I'm targeting this passing game for the Giants. Next up, Philadelphia Eagles. Carson Wentz, Miles Sanders, Deshaun Jackson, the wide receiver position is a little iffy, to, especially to start the year with Alshon Jeffrey and Jalen Rager likely not playing the first game, first couple of games. That's going to put a lot of pressure on Deshaun Jackson. It's going to put a lot of value into, <clears throat> into Deshaun Jackson, where, you're being, where he's being drafted currently right now, as the number one option in this passing game. But we all know the number one option in this passing game is Zach Ertz. It has been, it will be, and it always will be, as long as he stays healthy, as long as he stays in his prime as a tight end in this, in, in this offense. We know Carson Wentz loves Zach Ertz, and I think we're also going to see more of an impact of Dallas Goddard this year as well. And everybody knows my view on Miles Sanders. I think Sanders is in for a monster, monster season. I think there's a very good chance he is not only the RB1 of the Philadelphia Eagles, but he's the wide receiver one as well by all, season set, all, by it's all said and done. The injury scares me a little bit um, heading into the season, but I still have Miles Sanders as a lock in the first round to hit value. And there's a very good chance that he is a top five running back by the end of the season, in my opinion. Absolutely love Miles Sanders. So I'm likely going to have many shares of Sanders. Outside of Sanders, I don't know how much I'm going to have of anybody in this offense um, besides maybe a Dallas Goddard because I like where he's being drafted in drafts. And with Carson Wentz, I do like Carson Wentz, but I like other options. And his injury-prone kind of is the tiebreaker for me. I'd rather go other routes. I'd rather uh, wait a couple rounds later or a little few picks later and go with the Daniel Jones. Um, I'd rather have the top-tier quarterbacks, obviously. There's a lot of different options that I like over Carson Wentz, but that doesn't mean Carson Wentz isn't a great player. I think he's going to have a, 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 a fine year for the Philadelphia Eagles. And if, I'm, if we're talking best ball, we're talking stacks, we're talking double stacks, I don't hate the idea of going Carson Wentz with Miles Sanders and one of the two tight ends or maybe even going both tight ends and leaving out Miles Sanders if you're not a big fan of Miles Sanders this year. I don't hate the idea of going Zach Ertz and maybe a, a Deshaun Jackson, maybe going to Zach Ertz and a Jalen Rager, maybe going to Dallas Goddard and waiting a few rounds for Goddard over Ertz and maybe you're going Goddard and one of the wide receivers or Goddard and Sanders. What, there's a lot of different combinations here. My personal favorite is the Miles Sanders and Goddard, just because one of those players are being pay, picked at. And I also like the impact that both players are going to have in 2020. And finally, we have the Washington football team, who, as I talked about, is going to be a rough season for this team. I think that the uh, there's some options in, in, in fantasy purposes, but as, as for on-field football, I think this team is going to struggle on a weekly basis. But for we're talking fantasy football. We're talking about what, we, what we're looking at on our fantasy teams. I like Antonio Gibson. I love Terry McLaurin, and I don't hate the idea of, of uh, using a late-round pick on a Dwayne Haskins, maybe especially in Dynasty Leagues. I think there is a chance that Haskins is a very good quarterback, but as I talked about if you're in the sweepstakes for Trevor Lawrence it's kind of hard to pass up that kind of talent so there is a possibility that Haskins isn't the answer for the future if they do maybe go after Trevor Lawrence because they are going to be one of the worst teams in my opinion in football this year and I'm likely I'm not likely going to have any shares of Adrian Peterson yes right now it looks like Adrian Peterson is the uh, starting running back for the this Washington team but I do not think he's going to give much value 
He was great during his prime, but I think we are eventually we are starting to see him kind of come to the end of his NFL career. And if you take Peterson, I think you're looking at you're you're hoping for a playoff berth in your fantasy team. You want upside, and I don't think there is very much upside in Peterson. I'd rather take a shot on Antonio Gibson, the dynamic rookie there in Washington, who's going to be very involved in the passing game <clears throat> as well as the ground game. And I think by it's all said and done, he will be the top running back. May not be the starter. On, each and every week, but by in, in terms of fantasy points, fantasy production, all that good stuff, Antonio Gibson is going to be the number one talent there in the Washington backfield. And if I'm looking at a number two wide receiver, I do like Steven Sims quite a bit this year. <clears throat> I like for, and I think for Dynasty League, I do like uh, uh, um, Antonio Gandy-Golden a little bit for the Washington Redskins. Uh, sorry, Washington football team. Um, I th- I think Terry McLaurin's in for a uh, kind of the he's, he's going to build on his. 2019 season a fantastic rookie season for this Washington team and I think McLaurin is going to have a great 2020 football campaign that'll do it for breaking down the four teams in the NFC East if we're talking about the top player in this division I think it's very easy it's going to be either Saquon Barkley or Ezekiel Elliott I give the slight lean to uh, Saquon Barkley but don't be surprised if we see someone like Miles Sanders sneak into that conversation as well if, if I'm picking where I'm um, being drafting in drafts, I, I think I'd rather have a late first-round pick and have a shot at Miles Sanders than taking an early pick and kind of being stuck. Not, not really stuck. Stuck being stuck is the wrong word to say, but knowing that I have to take either Barkley or or uh, Zeke Elliott. If you're later in the drafts, you have kind of an idea. Do you want to go with the a wide receiver there? <clears throat> My opinion is to go running back. I would love to get someone like a Miles Sanders and a Joe Mixon as one of those late picks if they both fall to you. And there's a reason, there's a chance that Miles Sanders does fall to you maybe in the second round because of this injury that he has. But I think he's a first-round talent in all leagues. I think he's going to return first-round value, which makes him a fantastic um, second-round pick. If we're talking about a bust in this division... I don't know how how popular and how how high highly picked Alshon Jeffrey is going to be. Name value alone, I think a lot of people may look at the name and kind of take Alshon Jeffrey over some of the uh, the other uh, value wide receivers. I think that's a mistake. I think there's a very good chance he starts the year on the PUP and misses the first six seven games. I think there's a chance that he may not even play in 2020. So if I'm looking at a bust like in terms of not being able to do very well, I think Alshon Jeffrey is that bust for me. I just don't like the the potential for him. But again, if he's there super late in drafts, the name value itself, I'm going to take someone like Alshon Jeffrey because if there's a chance that he does play in 2020, I think that he, he does have a few big games in him. I'm much more likely to take him in, in best ball leagues than I am in redraft leagues. But I think if I'm looking at bust potential, I think Alshon Jeffrey, because there's a very good chance he may play very limited in 2020. Uh, we could also look at some um, someone like a Darius Slayton, who last year had a fantastic year for the Giants, but I think with an injury to Sterling Shepard, with the injury to Evan Ingram, with the injury to Sterling Bar- like Saquon Barkley, we saw Ster- uh, Darius Slayton have to be relied upon on, on this offense. Now we see Barkley healthy. Now we see Ingram healthy. Now we see Shepard healthy. It's going to be interesting if he can build on that 2019 campaign. So I think there's a there's a chance that maybe we see Darius Slayton being of those three uh, wide receivers in, for the Giants, maybe being the quote unquote maybe bust of those three. I don't think there's really a bust um, option there for them because we're both we're all three are being being uh, currently drafted at. But I do think he might be the worst of the three if that makes sense. And if we're talking about rookies this season in fantasy, um, we're, we're we're talking about Jalen Rager. 
We're talking about a Denzel. I'm sorry. We're talking about Jalen Rager. We're talking about. I think Jalen Rager is going to be the clear-cut best rookie of this class. I hope the injury isn't too bad for him. I hope he can play most of this year. Um, sounds like he may start the year off um, missing a game or two, but hopefully that's all he misses because I think the potential is very high for what Jalen Rager can be. And, and we know this Eagles, this Eagles football team needs a number one option in their in their offense at, at, at the wide receiver position, and I, and I believe Jalen Rager can be that guy. So I absolutely love him in Dynasty Leagues. That'll do it for today's podcast. Hope you guys had a fantastic day. Hopefully this helps you. Hopefully you guys get going in your drafts this upcoming weekend. Tomorrow we will do our podcast on the NFC uh, North. See who's going to come out of that division as well. If you've not done so already, please give us a follow on Twitter. We are at FansportsGenius. On Instagram, we are at FantasyFootball underscore Genius underscore. And as always, our, our website, www.FantasyFootballGenius.com, where winning is and everything is the genius thing. Our 2020 draft kit is available. Be part of the community that is ready to dominate drafts on draft night. <clears throat> we also have our mastermind chat available, weekly, monthly, full season packages. If you have any questions, let us know via Instagram or Twitter. More than happy to get back with those questions, one-on-one access with yours truly via text messages regarding all things fantasy football join now and get the extra help to put your team over the top in 2020 and bring home those trophies thanks for the listen and let's dominate your league we'll talk to you tomorrow